Hey guys, welcome back to Chris and Harry Unplugged, episode 19. We are two Gen Z liberals who scream about politics every week. We're going to hop right into it. This week, we had big elections, and you know what we had? We had a big blue wave. We had a huge blue wave, despite all the polling. Despite, once again, you go back to, you know, 2022, even 2020. 2022, they keep predicting this red wave. And ever since Trump came along, it's lost. It's lost, 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 lost. So we're going to talk about the elections this week, I hope everyone had a great week. Um, let's let's hop right into it. What state are we starting with first, Sisson? Well, look, you're right. We had a blue wave. Um, I think, I think the state we're going to start with is Virginia. Virginia, Virginia, if I'm right. All right. So, can you see this? Can you see it on yep. the screen? Yep. All right. So, for our, our uh, audio listeners, we have the results up on the screen. But for the visual people on YouTube, obviously, you can see what we have in front of us. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, we're going to obviously describe everything. But look, in Virginia, we had some great, great results, some good some good numbers here. As you can see, uh, in, Ver- in the Virginia State Senate, 21 Democrats uh, are, are in, 19 Republicans are in, needed to control the Senate is 21. So, of course, Democrats retain control of the Senate. They had control before. But here's the big one. Uh, the Virginia House of Delegates. Yeah, the the Democrats won 51 seats as it stands right now. The Republicans have 45, but it's it's they've won 49 seats. CNN's just yet to call them for some reason, um, and needed to control the chambers 51. So now the Democrats control both the Senate and the House um, in the state of Virginia. The House previously was controlled by Republicans, and of course, there's a Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin. And before the elections on, what was it, Tuesday, uh, Youngkin was like, if you elect us Republicans, we're going to sign an abortion ban. We're going to take money away from education. We're going to ban more books and things like that, right? And, you know, that was the big thing that Republicans across the state were campaigning on. So the people of Virginia looked at that. They're like, hmm, no, we don't want that. We're not going to do it. And, well, they spoke at the polls, as you can see. Yeah, exactly. And like m- what most people were hearing uh, on the news about this was it was it was pretty centered around abortion. Abortion rights were quite literally on the ballot. You know, Yunkin and Republicans said if we gain control of of the state legislature, the House and the Senate, we will pass an abortion ban. Um, and, you know, Glenn Youngkin was bringing in lots of getting lots of donations outside of Virginia, just essentially trying to to bully his way to win this race via money. Um, and the people of Virginia spoke, and this is the first instance of this night um, where, where you know, Republicans, as we get closer to 2024, continue to run on losing issues. And, it, you know, if you're a Republican right now, you have a problem, a really big problem, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, their, 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 their policy positions are unpopular, and, and the people of Virginia, Virginia spoke. And even... Going through this night, you saw, you know, fringe Republicans in Virginia and in other states we'll talk about say that, I don't know, Harry, if you saw that, you know, there's prop that it was rigged or there was problems at the at the uh, voting box, et cetera. Um, it's like the, the, the idea here is that, you know, Republicans get slapped in the face with a loss and they can they they're they're just elected Republicans are incredibly out of touch about it. You know, it's like you lose. Well, no. It, it was rigged. You lose, well, no, and we'll see in another state. Maybe we'll change the change the rules to make sure that we didn't lose. Um, so yeah, that's I mean, just fascinating. Let's let's go let's go to the next. We'll go we'll go through a couple of these and then and then chat about it. Yeah, for sure. Also, last thing on Virginia, I just think it's funny how before this before this election there were people talking about you know Glenn Youngkin, the governor, jumping into the presidential's race and saving the Republican Party from Trump and. You know, Glenn Youngkin was was um, displayed as like this electoral juggernaut who can win in blue states. And well, you know, we know what happened. Anyway, <laughs> um, the next state we are we're, we're talking about is the deep red state of Kentucky. Chris, what happened in Kentucky on Tuesday night, my man? What time? Another me. blue wave. Another blue wave. Um, essentially reelected the Democrat uh, governor of Kentucky, as you see here up on the screen for our audio listeners, 52.5% of the votes to 47.4% of the votes. So about 67,000 votes. Uh, the Democratic candidate won by. Um, again, another another big deal. We're seeing like these deep red states. Um, and even we'll touch on Mississippi as well. Um, which Democrats lost, but same concept. We're seeing we're seeing deep 
red states make statements here. And the reason this is important as well, um, that, you know, maybe would be a, a good thing to dive into um, as we get closer to 2024, as these numbers continue to come out, a lot of these counties to the, um, for our audio listeners, I'm, I'm essentially pointing right now to the south uh, east side of Kentucky. Uh, some of those districts were heavily, heavily Trump districts. Um, I know there's one in particular that was quite literally won by Trump by 40 plus points, or it was maybe closer to 30 plus points and flipped uh, in this in this governor's race to a Democrat. So we're seeing some key some key, you know, the, these are important to look at because although they may seem small going into 2024, like we're we're talking about, you know, groups of people making big statements and, and flipping votes um, toward Democrats, which is just it, it was just wild, wild yeah. to see. Yeah. And, and you're right. There are there are plenty of um, districts here in Kentucky on the map of of which were Trump districts and they flipped. Um, but, you know, just a word on Daniel Cameron, the Republican candidate, you know, he was full blown MAGA. He was endorsed by Trump. Trump was pushing on Truth Social like three days before the election. Trump was like, Daniel Cameron is surging. You know, he has he's not a McConnell guy like he is a MAGA Republican. He's not in line with Mitch of, you know, obviously senator from Kentucky. And then when Cameron lost, Donald Trump went on Truth Social and was like, oh, you know, he couldn't get rid of the stench of Mitch McConnell. It's like, you know. All that garbage. Basically, what he's saying is like, it's not my fault that he lost. You know, it's it's everybody else's fault because he, you know, in Trump's mind, he can do no wrong. But this this is this is problematic for the Republicans because, as we'll talk about in a minute, with it just comparing it to Mississippi, another red state, like the Democrat here won by a larger margin than the Republican in Mississippi. Like, if right. you're the Republicans and you're looking at that and you're seeing all these issues that Annie Bashir ran on, which is like reproductive freedoms, infrastructure, just kind of like state issues that matter to the state, not like whether Donald Trump goes to jail or not, which is what Daniel, Daniel Cameron was doing, you win elections. And I think Democrats are more focused on the issue issues. You're seeing in election results and, you know, these MAGA Republicans are too wrapped up in, oh, the DOJ, the FBI, they're so mean to me and they're so mean to my cult leader, Donald Trump. And look what happens. They lose by over five points in the state of Kentucky. So. Right, right, exactly. I think that's well said. And like, I, I um, was also going to point out, you know, as people are asking us, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts, you know, as we're looking through this, like you're talking about people continue to ask me, like, you know, they say, you know, Chris, Biden's poll numbers don't look great for 2024. Like even close family and friends say, you know, what, how I don't understand how you how you win in, in 2024, something more national. And I say, the key here is that Democrats have to focus on issues. It is this was the race to see, you know, if Democrats are the ones who focus on actual issues. And I know that sounds funny, but it's true. You know, you focus on issues that Democrats went on abortion, climate change, LGBTQ plus rights, democracy, et cetera, uh, uh, gun, gun control, et cetera. Those are issues that Americans care about. And when Democrats run on that, they win, as opposed to you know, Republicans simply just running on, they don't run on issues. You know, they, they may run on, they either run on something very deeply unpopular like abortion, or do you see in a state like Kentucky, they run on Trump. And I don't know when, and again, I'd also be curious to hear your thoughts, Harry. I don't know when this party gives this up. Like they're so <laughs> in denial about Trump candidates. I would, I would love to make a list of like every uh, election that like Trump has endorsed a candidate. I've seen some of the stats before uh, ever since, you know, to his 2020 loss, they get crushed. They get people are tired of this. And it's like every time, you know, the, the Republicans beg for Trump to endorse them. But so many of these Trump endorsed Republicans just get killed because because they're Trump endorsed because they're not running on anything else besides my MAGA king leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I think you said it like perfectly. It's like. You know, um, the difference here, and I think people are really, really seeing it now, is that the Democrats are actually focused on real issues. The Republicans are, again, focused on Trump. They love Trump. All they talk about is Trump, 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 2024. He's our guy. And that's what they run on. They run on their love for Trump. And in some Republican states, it works because voters only care about who likes Trump and who doesn't. But in these more competitive states, they lose because people are like, we don't really care if you like Donald Trump. Well, you know, in some cases they do. We're like, what do you they're like? What do you think about the issues? Like, are you pro-life? Are you pro-gun? Like, what? where do you stand on these things? Um, they just want to know if you'll put food on their table at night and what your policies are 
for that and things like that. Um, they don't want to hear about how you think the DOJ is corrupt for holding Donald Trump accountable. And I think right. we saw that in Kentucky. And it's just um, – and, you know, I saw today that the, the chairwoman of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, is like the Republicans um, and our position on abortion is right. Like the American people are with us. And I, I'm like, how many elections do we have to beat you right. in before you realize that you're wrong? And we don't actually like that. No, no, no American, no woman wants their rights taken away from them. I just don't well, get it, man. Right, exactly. And even like before this, I pulled up some of the other quotes. And I'll, I'll wait. But like the quotes from Republicans, like Ronna McDaniel, obviously like the RNC chair and like other Republicans, just in in full blown denial about yeah. either abortion or Trump. That like, no, no, this is not a losing issue. It's it's very very much a losing issue. Yeah, no, I mean it. Absolutely, I mean look, I mean look at the state in front of us, Kentucky, Mitch McConnell state, that that awful human being, and uh, you know the Democratic governor just won by over five points in that state. So that's that's telling. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Kentucky. Any last word on that? Anything no, else? No, no. Okay. I think I think we should continue on, and um, again, like toward the end, we can we can open up a more broad discussion. I think. Yeah, and obviously there are like down ballot races in Kentucky where Democrats lost, but that's not uh, super unexpected because you know down ballot races where people are less informed about candidates are more likely to go to their picked party. But still, even here, like you know, forty-two percent for the uh, attorney general for Democrat in Kentucky, pretty good. All right, here's Ohio. Um, big elections here, big, big, uh, big uh, issues on the ballot here. There was issue one and issue two. Issue one was a constitutional right to an abortion. Issue two was legalizing recreational use of marijuana. Now, um, when you're hearing these issues, you're probably thinking about, you know, what issues align with the which parties. And of course, with abortion, Democrats are pro-choice. We want women to have the right to make their decision that's best for their bodies, their family, and keep that decision between them and their doctors. We don't want Republican politicians getting in the middle of that. And with marijuana, Democrats a majority of us support legalizing recreational use of marijuana. It's kind of like a, if you want to do it, you kind of, you can think it's good for the economy as well. Aside from that. Uh, but on both these issues, yes was voted on. So abortion is now a constitutional right in, uh, in Ohio and marijuana has now been legalized for recreational use. And it wasn't close with abortion. It was 56.6% voted for yes, um, which is 2,186,962 votes. 43.4%, only 43% voted for no, which was around 1.6, close to 1.7 million votes. And with marijuana, 57% voted for yes, 43% voted for no. Um, so good results here for Democrats. Good results just for the people of Ohio here, because obviously these issues matter and they affect a lot of people. But I don't know. What do you make of them, Chris? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. A few things here. First of all, look at, look at, look at Cincinnati down there. That's where, my whole, that's where my whole entire family family line comes from. Not me. But everyone comes from Cincinnati, who day? So, um, you know, Cincinnati doing, doing the right thing here. Um, but regardless, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was, again, a big statement. Like, a, clearly a resounding yes for the constitutional right to an abortion and a resounding yes on the legalization of marijuana. Again, issues, we're talking same thing here. We can keep pounding the drum. I think the... Um, the key to remember here in Ohio is again Republicans just can't accept that they lost. We we saw a statement from the Republi the uh, Ohio Republicans saying that they are essentially going to ignore um, this this uh, this ruling on issue one, the constitutional right to an abortion, um, and <clears throat> essentially saying that we don't care. We we don't care. Uh, I think the reasoning was something along the lines of you know. Um, that the, the the actual prop itself, which is what people voted on, the, the prop issue one, uh, was too broad or was purposely misleading. So the people of Ohio didn't understand what they were voting on. And so therefore, you know, they're going to go, they're going to attempt, they claim that they are going to attempt to go through some legislative process to, you know, uh, strip this or, or not make it happen because they do control the, the chambers in Ohio, which I, I posted about on, on TikTok. Um, but I think it's important to remember here that that's probably not actually going to happen though like they really i don't my understanding is that they really have no authority to do that um but you know regardless it's it's a play to make you if you're listening in ohio or like i'm in georgia um you know mississippi some of these more contested states like georgia's for me is going to be extremely might decide the election very contested state like these are attempts by republicans to make sure that you don't show up 
to the ballot box. Like Republicans are going to throw stuff like this in your face and say like, oh, well, we're just going to ignore it, blah, blah, blah. Like in, in the hopes that essentially like in in all these practices, like we're not going to follow the we're not going to follow what the people want. We're going to take away, you know, here in Georgia, we've seen Brian Kemp. We're going to take away um uh, voting box or uh, drop boxes. We're going to make it harder to vote. They're just all they're trying to do is stop you from showing up to the ballot box because again, that has to be the play for Republicans. If they're going to double down on this is issue, as you can see from the numbers, they're going to lose. Uh, and so don't listen to all. I mean, I didn't even um, <clears throat> bother to pull up the quote from Republicans because honestly, I I don't think it matters. Um, you know, and, and but I still think that it's a resounding thing for Americans to listen to that we're talking about the party of you know the, the party that claims to be the party of patriotism you see an American flag you think Republican it's it's the party of patriotism it's the party of law and order but it's not everything about it as it stands right now is anti-American to its core period the people of Ohio by 500,000 votes say we want abortion to be enshrined in the state constitution and Ohio Republicans spit in the face of Ohio voters and say, no, we don't want to do that. That's anti-American to its core. It's not patriotic. It's not democratic. It's none of that. So I think that's an important thing to remember going toward 2024 that even, you know, as I said in my TikTok area, and I'd be curious what you think about this. We're talking about razor thin margins in 2024, hypothetically, as it stands right now. Even if you're not a Democrat like us, I don't see how someone in good conscience can vote for the Republican Party as it stands right now. Mm. Like even if even if you're – I talked to someone about this in person the other day. Even if you are a conservative to its core, you don't agree with Democrats at all, this party is rotten to its core. It's anti-American. In, in good conscience, you just can't vote for this. You know what I mean? No, 100 percent. And look, this is something that I, I – I think you, by the way, perfectly said, but this is something I say a lot to Trump supporters and just like independents, kind of moderate Republicans. I'm like, look, I think that if you disagree with Biden on the policy, which most people don't, he's passed like common sense policy. But if you do disagree with Biden on the policy, that's fine. But as an American it is the right thing to do to vote for Joe Biden. You could agree with Donald Trump on every single policy. It still doesn't make any sense to vote for him. He's anti-democratic. He's in line with this MAGA wing who wants to overturn elections they lose and, or the results they don't like. And that is antithetical to the ideas that America was built on, which is democracy. People get the right to choose. And the will of the people is respected and represented uh, at your state level, on the federal level, at the presidential, whatever it is, right? Um, and, you know, it's just – it's really, really, really concerning how this is not just a trend of, you know, Donald Trump talking garbage anymore. It's like they're actually trying to do it in these state legislators. It's no more like, oh, we, we think the election was rigged in 2020. It's like, no, let's actually, like, try to make it happen. We want to ignore the will of the voters. And as you said, over 500,000 votes, yes, one. Over 500,000 votes, yes, one. And, um, you know, Republicans are saying, screw that. We don't care. They're giving the middle finger to the people of Ohio. And by doing this, they're giving the middle finger to the people of the United States. Um, and it's just it's just it's just crazy. But look, let's dive into this article because I have it pulled up here about, um, you know, these Republicans trying to overturn the election results in in. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, you pulled it up. You pulled it up. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in a press release by the Ohio Republican Committee. GOP members rant that quote foreign billionaires impacted the election results and called the results and called the results tainted by so-called quote foreign interference and it's still unclear what they're referring to um, and so here's a statement here um, there are a couple of different quotes in here that I find to be very disgusting and concerning for example Republican Representative Bill Dean said. The amendment's language is dangerously vague and unconstrained and can be weaponized to attack parental rights or defend rapists, pedophiles, and human traffickers. What the hell is that guy talking about? Well, what? Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen, like, the idea here now for Republicans is, like, they're almost, like, this is crazy. Like, I wouldn't expect this. But I think the idea behind this release— is that Republicans are going to try to literally, like, not only double down on abortion, but triple down. They're literally, like, I saw, I don't remember who was on Fox, say, like, you know, we're not the ones with a radical stance on abortion. Democrats oh. are. And I think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene who tweeted out, you know, like, the key here now is to triple down. Like, we're going to start calling it how we see it, and that is 
Democrats are the ones with they're not calling it, you know, pro-life anymore. They're just straight up saying, you know, they are they're radical. They're trying to protect rapists. They're trying to protect child predators like that's what they're going with now the the, the mm. triple down and like what dude what does what does like <laughs> i just dude the republican party I, oh my god it makes what is foreign billionaires what does that mean <laughs> like what do they so there's no other context to that dude, you, is know, there, you know who they're referencing bro you know who they're referencing they're saying like george soros or oh, something yep, man yep yep it's I mean, soros and like all these these you know billionaires in europe or something like influenced it influenced um, influenced abortion rights in ohio Yes, that's right. They think that. Okay. And they think, Got what it. else did they say? They said uh, billionaires and um, foreign interference. Billion, foreign billionaires and foreign but, interference. But, they think, but as again, I just want to point out to everyone, as the article says, that's like, like the thing that's often overlooked when Republicans say stuff like this. There's no follow-up to that. They just like – they get on a press release. They're like foreign interference, and that's <laughs> it. There's, a, there's no proof. There's no explanation of what the oh, fuck man. that even means. I mean, dude, what a joke. Anyway, continue. Yeah. No, no, like genuinely, I want I want to know what they're talking about. Like they 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 haven't provided it. They're just like, yeah, and these statements are like, yeah, we think like foreign billionaires interfere with the election and we're like, all right, so like, who? And they're like, oh, well, we you know, we can't comment on it right now. Okay. We'll, we'll get we'll all get right. back to you. We'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. We'll circle back. Um then Melanie Miller, also this quote I, I talked about on my TikTok, super concerning. Republican says Quote, we will continue to be a voice for every child in their mother's womb who can't speak for themselves. Um, weird. And then Representative Beth Lear said, quote, Republican, no amendment can overturn the God-given rights with which we were born. Um, excuse me. Beth, watch. Just like watch. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. right in the camera. Beth, watch. Watch this. Watch, watch, watch us in 2024 take a supermajority and our – constitutional amendment that democrats will pass <laughs> nationally to save abortion rights will overturn the god-given right just just yeah, watch for right me. just watch for me that just fuck oh my god anyway, I, you know continue. like they're so strange like this god like they're now like they're now you know doing this god-given right stuff to try to justify their extremism they're bringing in religion to be like yeah well religion tells me i should overturn the election and it's like no no you, you can believe whatever religion you want worship whoever you want we love that we respect that but that doesn't give you the right to overturn an election. And um, you know, this woman saying we'll continue to be a voice for every child and their mother. Again, they're trying to appeal to people's emotion, and they're trying to use this like weird, vague language to justify their MAGA extremism. And it's 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 fucking insane, man. Like real talk, it's just like it, it doesn't make. And look at the bottom here. This is the, this is the plan to prevent mischief. Mi mischief. I don't know why I sent it like that. To prevent mi mischief mi by. Mischief? Mischief? Mischief, I think. Mischief. mischief. All right. Mischief. To prevent mischief by pro-abortion courts with issue one, Ohio legislators will, cons will consider removing jurisdiction from the judiciary over this ambiguous ballot initiative. The Ohio legislat legislator alone will consider what, if any, modifications to make to existing laws based on public hearing and input from legal experts on both sides. And that's, as I said, a fancy way of saying, yeah, we don't care about the election results. We're overturning it. Right. And I think there's one more point to make here. As I said earlier, my understanding is that there's they're just it's a bunch of hoopla. Right. Um, so, you know, the people in Ohio will get their their constitutional right um, because it is a constitutional right. Um, but the other thing I want to I want to take home here is like even if you're in Ohio or again if you're listening and you're in you know I'm in Georgia you know some of these more contested states especially for abortion rights um, this type of language from the Republicans again going toward 2024 is not just a spit in in my opinion it's not just a spit in the face to people who voted yes on issue one. In my opinion, as a voter, let's say you don't agree with abortion and you vote no, the Republican Party is is literally saying to the citizens and the voters of Ohio, like, oh, um, yeah, you're too stupid to, like, understand what that meant. So you, you like just let's just like they're, they're literally saying it in the in the in the press release. They're like, yeah, it was vague and like it was clearly like purposely misleading, a.k.a. like. Oh, the people of Ohio who over 500,000 of them overwhelmingly voted yes like you're they're calling you dumb and they're calling everybody in Ohio dumb essentially they're like yeah you're, you're you have no idea what you're talking about so I just think like again there's a way here for Democrats it, there should be going toward 2024 that a lot of Republicans should be voting for Joe Biden truly yeah yeah no 100% I think you I think you're you're right on the nose and look um 
you don't see national Republicans calling this out, right? Like, like this is not like people say, well, it's just how high are Republicans? It's like, no, no, no. The Republican Party is complicit. They are sitting on the sidelines watching a, a, a rogue legislator and rogue Republicans trying to undo the will of the people. And they're not saying anything. They're not they're not, they're not doing anything to preserve democracy. They're not doing the right thing, saying, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll remove funding from you guys if you continue on this. This is not what America stands for. This is not what America is. And I think you made a good point, Chris. They're saying, like, you're too stupid to know what's best for you. You're too stupid to make your own decisions. We, the legislators, will make the decision for you. And that's what Repub- that's the entire Republican philosophy with the abortions. It's like they want – instead of it being a decision between your doctor, your family, and, what's, and your faith and what's best for you, they want a Republican politician standing at the door saying, uh-uh-uh, you can't do that. I, I, said, I said you couldn't. It's like, come on, man. Can't, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and this has been, you know, we can go all the way back to Roe v. Wade. This has been president precedent for 50 plus years. And the idea that the party of, you know, less government control, hap- you know, wants, wants the government to be involved in a decision between, um, you know, a mother or, or a woman and, you know, her health is is disgusting. So, yeah. Uh, and I think and, that the. Sorry, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, no, go. I was just going to say that I think like, you know, going into 2024, um, we all have to remember kind of these elections and what's at stake with reproductive rights. It's not just something that is, you know, sort of important. It like maybe maybe affects you. Maybe it doesn't. It's like, look, we've heard horrific, awful stories of little girls getting assaulted in these Republican states and them not getting the care they need, forcing them to carry their, their assaulter's baby to term. We've heard terrible stories of women having to travel out of state, spending thousands of dollars having to take off of school if they're in college or in high school, uh, spending thousands of dollars just to get basic reproductive care. Um, and just generally, women have less rights today than they did two years ago. And that's not okay. That is insane that is um archaic and it makes no sense and i don't think and, I, and the majority i know for a fact the majority of, pe- of the american people don't agree and the republicans are saying we don't care we don't care about your opinion on this it doesn't matter to us we're gonna go ahead with what we think is right as opposed to um you know considering the reality of the matter so it's just something to keep in mind in 2024 as we get closer um because supreme court picks reproductive rights are all on the ballot folks so yeah, you know. yeah, I think that's super well said. I think that's incredibly well said. And again, like, I really hope, and I'd be curious your thoughts about just, like, making sure, you know, the messaging here. I always think about, you know, the messaging here from Democrats is, like, there's a lot going on with the Republican Party, but you need to focus on the things that matter. And one of those things is abortion. Yeah, and I like, as we said earlier, when Democrats run on issues— yeah. We win. Yeah. Republicans like, won't. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's almost, it's, it's frustrating to me in a way. I don't know how you feel, but it's almost like in a way for Democrats, a part of it, like uh, at least part of it has to be almost not falling into the trap. Like we, you and I, you know, um, are very passionate about how dangerous, you know, Donald Trump is and the things he's staying, saying on stage. But it almost seems like in certain ways, if Democrats just focus on just that, that's noise. Right. I, I, and I think it's crazy to say that a presidential candidate saying the most horrendous things on a stage or getting in legal trouble is noise. But, you know, hypothetically for for the American public, it's noise. And so when you just focus on, look, this is the issue. This is how we're going to address the issue. Maybe it just works. Maybe it just it's better than just constantly trying to say this guy Trump is bad news and he's, you know, in court for fraud. Maybe it's just better for Democrats to again, I point out. And I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe you can add issues, but four key issues here for 2024 that just like just hammer, right? Just hammer and ignore the noise. It's abortion. It's climate change. It's gun control, LGBTQ plus rights. And then maybe you could throw in five democracy. Um, I'm that's probably like one of my most passionate issues, democracy. But maybe that falls flat on American voters. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, um, that's well, I'm actually you bring up a good point. I'm curious how. Democrats and like the DNC and like the Biden campaign is going to approach this in 2024. Like what, what, 
what is the new approach with Trump? Because in 2016, we had no idea what to expect. He was just saying the most heinous shit. 2020, he was just off his rocker. He was dead in the water. His, you know, he, he was doing an awful job with COVID, and that was the main issue at the time. What do we, what do we, what is the game plan now? Do we focus on his insanity? Do we focus on his policy? Do we focus on how disastrous his presidency is? Do we focus on how the guy is facing 700 years in prison? Or is it a mixture of all? And, oh, yeah. and, and what's the distribution? 50% policy, 25, right. two other well, things? Exactly. I don't know. That's, that's why you it know? feels, that's a, that's a great, great point. That's exactly why I feel oftentimes that like the polling, it, it's still really early, but I think there's like a hint of that. What? Dude, uh, so sorry to like, as we're filming this, Senator Tim Scott just dropped out of the race. Really? Yeah, he just he just suspended his campaign. Yeah, Republican huh. Senator Tim Scott just dropped. Tim, out. Okay, sorry, I continue. Mean, good, good riddance, Tim Scott. But why? I thought I thought he was pulling. I thought. Well, I guess not really. I mean, Nikki Haley's like surging, and Vivek's yeah. you know doing fine. Yeah, he doesn't. Okay, well, yeah. Bye, bye, so, Tim Scott. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Um, <clears throat> I think like to to your point, like that's often what I see in the polling. Um, like it's still very early. So I just think a little hint of it is like, and this is, this is Trump's entire game plan for the record. It has been since 2016, but like, it's just a whirlwind of shit. There's, there's so much, there's just so much period that Democrats have to have to deal with from a, from a like messaging. Like people say like, like even like you can think about this from like a one-on-one perspective. Like people say, why do you not like Donald Trump? It's like, holy fuck. I don't know. The list is a hundred thousand, you know, I could go, I could talk about him for f- hours. I could talk straight for 30 minutes about everything wrong with Donald Trump. So, but, but in terms of messaging, you got to keep it simple. You got to keep it sweet and you got to, you know, be able to, 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 to deliver a message that people hear. And so, I don't know. I think it's a combination of all, but dude, it's so hard. Like it's so hard because people are pessimistic about, you know, Biden's economy and his economic you know his his economic achievements i think will be seen in the future as inc- it, incredible period um and i think the bills that he's passed for our economic future in terms of climate change infrastructure just just investing tons of money in america etc has been incredibly good and we've seen the numbers and like uh wages for low income workers you know outpacing inflation etc since covid started so but people are pessimistic about the economy understandably so you know it's been hard since COVID. inflation's high so you it, it's like you can talk about the trump presidency but i think that falls flat on its face i think people say i paid i didn't pay as much in gas i was making more money the stock market was ripping you know and again I, that has nothing to do with trump and the vice versa has nothing to do with biden but again this is you know just how it is so i think you maybe ignore that you can try to sprinkle a little bit in about Biden's accomplishments, but again, even that's hard economically as people feel pessimistic about the economy. That also kind of falls flat on its face from a messaging standpoint, which I understand. Um, I'm not saying these people aren't valid, um, but I really just think you got to keep it sweet. You got to focus on the four main issues, and I think just the broad things that that people can like very much understand from like a easy standpoint. Donald Trump has 93 fel- or 91 felonies. Maybe he'll be a convicted felon before the election. That's that's easy, but you start yeah. to get in the weeds about like he's been found liable for it. It's just it's hard. It's hard. Well, I think like the Democrats when you're talking about that, like I, I think it's worth it, worth it to bring up you know the sexual abuse and the fraud. But I think like we can't we can't overcomplicate it. Like he's a I think you have to has to be like three words, four words: proven sexual abuser, proven to have committed fraud. Uh, right, things like right. that not like you know found liable for extensive fraud and fraud, you know, right. it's like right that so it has to be right. like it has to be stuff like that and maybe you're right like maybe don't focus on as much on the trump presidency because you know you're ta- trying to talk to the average voter not like us who like know right. you know like in depth about what happened during the trump presidency um but i also wonder like how the biden team is going to approach the um the the indictments and the felon like if he's a felon like you know biden has specifically made an effort not to talk about the indictments because it's being handled by the department of justice he wants to keep that independence and that is the right thing to do that is that is the wise thing to do that's always been america that's always been the precedent in america until donald (laughs) trump literally right 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 you know they they want to they want to maintain that independence even though politically it would help biden 
but I wonder, are they going to start leaning into that? Or are they going to start talking about it more? Maybe they'll start spending, maybe PAX will start doing it on their behalf, you know, yeah. so they're not talking about it. Right, you know? right. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think if he gets convicted, it's, you got to talk about that. He's a felon. I think like, again, we, we saw these like phrases too, that, um, I think are perfect. Like, you know, at, when he got impeached for the second time, it's like twice impeached, disgraced former president like now you know now like i say this on twitter all the time because it's just the truth you like a a, a sexually or a there's like a way this goes but it's like a a proven sexual abuser with 91 felonies who commits fraud is the you know frontrunner for the republican party like yeah. it's just i don't know i think you just hammer that basic stuff and but like you said it's it's um it's complicated and it's hard and we'll have to see. But I, even in that conversation, I think all of that we just talked about should be like, and this is hard, but I really think it should be the minority in a, like a, a high minority, like maybe 40%. But like, I, it's clear, it's becoming clear to me after this. And I know we haven't talked about this in private, but it's just becoming clear. Like if you focus on the issues we win, we are so, we like the issues Americans care about the most right now Democrats overwhelmingly win. I say this all the time. It's like, dude, gun control, like huge issue. Democrats win. Abortion, huge issue. Democrats win. Climate change. How many people are, how many American, just over, how many Americans, period, are watching someone like Vivek Ramaswamy or Trump or whoever get up on a stage and say climate change is a hoax. Let's burn as many greenhouse gas, or let's burn as, as many, uh, greenhouse uh, let's uh let's essentially burn as much coal as we physically can in a short amount of time um because this shit isn't real blah 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 i mean how that has to fall flat on the voters on the voters period uh because all these positions are extreme and so i just think you have to just focus on the issues and even though it's so hard to not say look at their fucking front runner you focus on the issues keep it simple maybe it's just a win i mean it clearly was on tuesday Look, maybe maybe that's right, and like, I think maybe the maybe and maybe we just cracked the code. Maybe the right strategy is that the Biden campaign focuses on the issues. They focus on you know obviously talk about what Biden has done about the issues, um, but also focus on their position and what they plan to do and the vision for America, like what their actual vision is, and then let the PACs let people like yourself and I let the political commentators focus on on the negatives of Trump and slamming him every day of our lives. And I think that's super well said. And like, again, when it it almost like plays into each other, right? So if Biden is, is getting up there and saying, you know, and Democrats nationally are saying, these are the issues. This is what we're going to do about them. This is what we're focused on. Ignore the noise. It's going to play into the fact that Donald Trump is getting up on a stage and never addressing the issues. As a yep. normal voter who's split between Biden and Trump or a voter who's a Democrat who says, I don't want to vote for Biden, et cetera, you know, if you're, if you're paying a little bit of attention, you're going to see Biden and Democrats getting on a stage and saying, we want to sign, uh, we, we want an amendment for abortion rights. We want, you know, the future of America to be climate change is uh, we're going to help save the climate. This is how we're going to do it. The infrastructure, this is how we're going to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Gun control, this is how we're going to do it. You flip on the TV to Trump. When does that guy ever talk about the issues? He gets up on a stage every day. I saw him in, you know, I think he was in New Hampshire or something literally yesterday. He yeah. just says we're going to defeat the Marxist communists. Um, he makes fun of, like, people's families and kids. Um, and, again, screw talking about how bad all that is because that dude's like genuinely a bad guy he made fun of nancy pelosi's husband again yesterday talking about how he got hit in the head with a hammer and laughing about it absolutely disgusting but again that type of stuff is clearly not working so i would i would position it and say look like screw if he's a bad guy or not i don't care what you think how much of the actual issues that you're dealing with did he talk about on that stage because as far as i'm aware regardless of what you think of nancy pelosi or trump you know, him making fun, spending 10 minutes making fun of Nancy Pelosi has nothing to do with what you're dealing with. So, again, you can create that contrast if the Biden administration focuses on the issues, Trump doesn't, and then people like you and I fucking do what we do every day, what I've been doing since I was fucking 15 in yeah. my in, 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 in just private conversations with people, which is just this guy is a bad guy and here's why and here's what, you know, Biden has done. So, dude, maybe and maybe and legitimately, maybe that's just it. Like maybe that's Dude, it. Maybe, maybe we like, just crack the code. <laughs> maybe we just maybe, crack the code yeah. on the pod, bro. Um, right. I like what we good. should do it. What the Biden campaign should do in twenty twenty four. Because again, we keep winning on the issues, and 
you know, just, the media is uh, everybody in the media is going to want to have a word about Donald Trump, the first president, if he's convicted, that is. Um, everybody's going to have a word well, about the first president getting convicted of a felony. You know, well, ex exactly. And it's also like, again, like I think even talking to people in private, a lot of them don't know Biden accomplishments. Yep. Um, and a lot of them, even if they are conservative, like so, you know, I'm in. I'm in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is a cop county. It's a not really red, but you know there, there's some suburb of Atlanta, like Marjorie Taylor Greens above me. You know, there's some deep red areas in the suburbs. It's kind of contested, but there's a lot of people in this area that come from northern Georgia, which is like, you know, deep red. Like we're talking like um, very country, like blah blah. It's just a different way of living. That's fine. But I talk to those people who like Trump, but they often tell me. You know, I'm just tired of hearing about him. Like, I'm just, it's just like, blah, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, he's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, the average American voter right now almost seems to be, like, just tired of, like, turning on the news and all they hear is Trump. And so, mm. again, I think that plays into Democrats being the ones who say, these are the issues. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you that Donald Trump's a bad guy. I'm going to try to convince you that I talk about the issues and they don't. And let us, let people like you and I, bro, we need to call up the White House PR team right now. Let me get on. Let, Yo, get on call call said, Biden right now, yeah, bro. He said, I want a job. I want a job. I <laughs> let just me, cracked me. your code, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like, let, let's, you know, it's, 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 it's always funny because, you know, people are like, oh, you're connected with the Biden team. Like, no, please do. Like, we yeah, have some please, ideas. Please, I have an we idea. We have some ideas. Yeah. Please, yeah, exactly. You know, we we want to talk to him about this stuff. No, seriously. Wow. I mean, look, I, I think you're 100% right. Um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I mean, Again, less than a year away, ladies and gentlemen. Less than a year away, if you can even believe it. Like, and I, I know people don't want to believe this. I know people don't want to be there yet, but we are in the full swing of the 2024 cycle. Um, the Iowa primary for the Republicans is not far away. It's in January, um, literally around the corner. Um, you know, and primaries after that are happening. We're in the, going on to like what the fourth Republican debate. Who the hell watches that anymore? Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like we're here. Did you did you watch the last the Republican debate this week? I did. I watched I watched a little bit of it, and I think well, actually, good time to mention we're going to talk about the Republican debate we, on our we, Patreon episode. We are. That's why I mentioned it. Um, you know, if you guys don't know, we do have a Patreon. Um, the support goes a super 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 long way. Obviously, we also do ninety nine percent of our content is free, and no need to subscribe. But um, in terms of like helping us out for the podcast or going through school, etc., it's a big help. Um, and we love you a lot and we appreciate you a lot. We already had some people subscribe and we are releasing our first Patreon episode today as you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on Monday, it will be released, you know, late later day Monday. And we're going to talk, do a deep dive on the Republican debate um, on the Patreon. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where the Patreon goes. Maybe people want it to be less politics and more personal life, you know, et cetera. We're going to do not an episode every week, but we're going to do, you know, an episode and live streams and we'll have a Discord, et cetera. So if you want to check it out. Um, you can, yeah, but the, yeah, I, I don't even, the Republican debate was just, you know, a Republican debate. Yeah. Also, shout out the hoodies. If you guys want a hoodie, link in bio. Yeah, we also, hoodies. we also have hoodies. I don't have my hoodie on. I have this old Miss hoodie on, but. That's okay. Um, that, I wore it for that reason. We have Chris and Harry unplugged hoodies. If you want, I, if you don't want I, a Patreon or you want to support two different ways. Yeah, go ahead. I Bye appreciate hoodies. that, Harry. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to, I'm, I'm hey. really hope, I'm really hoping to add some more stuff uh, to that, uh, that merch store that's like less expensive. All of it will still be domestically made and um support us but maybe like some like stickers or like something that's just like because again the hoodies were a little more expensive just because they're domestically made and a tree is planted etc and as we're talking about hoodies uh pretty sure everyone's gotten their hoodies there's one person out there there's one person out there who has now received their hoodie and that would be the only man or, or woman or, or or whoever i'm not sure how they identify but this person ordered a hoodie in canada okay I, it's still I was very much after all the research under the impression that I could ship directly to Canada via you know Canva if you want to go look into it that's the website uh, I was wrong so I had to get the hoodie myself and then ship it um, but just to let you know if you're watching I, I have emailed you at this point in time on Monday um, your hoodie is, is uh, having some trouble through UPS because and it's interesting to talk about I think after Donald Trump ripped apart um uh, NAFTA? NAFTA, yeah. Yeah, after Donald Trump ripped apart NAFTA, it is very challenging to to get 
a hoodie across customs in the U.S. to Canada. Like, surprisingly. Like, I have filled out, like, six forms, and then I got a call from UPS, like, Friday afternoon that was like, yeah, we haven't shipped this yet because um, you don't have an invoice in the box. Um, and then there's another form you need to fill out. So it's still sitting at UPS here. I am so sorry. Truly, I'm so sorry. I'm probably going to send you, you know, a little bit of, you know, a discount. We'll send you something nice. Um, we appreciate your patience, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, but I'll, I'll get it to you, I promise. And I appreciate you personally so much, but I won't say your name for privacy reasons. Thank, um, shall thank I? you. But thank yeah, you, person, I mean, yeah. yeah uh, with that being said, Oh, uh, man, 46 minutes, dude. Our episodes have been shorter lately. Well, you, we still have to talk about Mississippi. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I you mean, so it's, much. I it's mean, it's going to be quick, but you know, Mississippi is worth a conversation. You might be Let's thinking, Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, Republican state, why is that worth talking about? But look. Um, that, wow, that is look at insane. That, man. That is Isn't that insane. crazy? So look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everything in between. Uh, in addition to all the elections that were on Tuesday— there was also the Mississippi governor's race. This was contentious between Republican Tate Reeves, who was the incumbent governor, and Democrat Brandon Presley. He was a Democratic candidate. Funnily enough, a relative of Elvis Presley. Fun fact. Um, and um, as you can see, the Republican won. Tate Reeves, at the end of the day, won. He uh, got 51.6% of the votes. But here's the interesting thing. Brandon Presley, the Democrat, got 47% of the vote. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's, you know, 4.6%. Like, that's a lot. Not in Mississippi. In Mississippi, Republicans destroy Democrats as it's a deep red state. So for a Democrat to come in within under under five points uh, of the governor, the incumbent, is a big deal. And again, the Republican only won by 35,000 votes. Not a lot, not a lot in the state of in the state of Mississippi. And to show you how impressive this is, like look at these re other Republican elections down here for lieutenant governor or secretary of state or attorney general. Like Republicans won by well over a hundred thousand votes. So for a Democrat to perform this well in the deep red state of Mississippi is something. It's impressive, and it's something that I think Democrats should keep an eye on. The South, just generally, just keep just just you know, look at it. Just know, just maybe. Uh, look at it as we go in different elections. I mean, especially with like Texas, Texas, a lot happened in Texas, lots happening in Georgia, lots happening in North Carolina. Like these are states to keep an eye on Kentucky, as you saw, just elected a Democrat again. So it's just an interesting election. And the fact that, you know, he only lost by 35,808 votes. So, you know, some, some fun facts here. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Um, again, I think it's really important to point out that like we're taught like Georgia now has moved toward um really a purple state and we'll really see this election if if what type of state we are here in georgia but you talk about mississippi alabama tennessee kentucky south carolina like these are a lot of these states are some deep 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 red states and to see a result like this in the governor's race of mississippi is stunning absolutely stunning and i think it's going to be a lot of these states will be key for not just 2024 but the law, the projection of the Democratic Party moving toward 2028 and further about, you know, what states, you know, um, Democrats should be focused on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, big election in, in Mississippi. Uh, I've done some videos on Tate Reeves. You guys, you know, if you're not familiar with Mississippi, you know, Tate Reeves is a really not a good guy. Um, he he you should look up Tate Reeves uh, Confederate Heritage Month. I've done. Oh a little bit of a dive about uh, every April Tate Reeves ha that he's been in office and, and before that too, but um, he's declared April Confederate Confederate Heritage Month. Um, and he does that in partnership with an organization that um, the, the Southern vets of the Confederacy, he does that with that organization, uh, receives money from them. And they are like a seriously alt-right group who essentially pushes Tate Reeves to declare this uh, Confederate Heritage Month and there's some really disgusting things that go deeper with that group and and Tate Reeves and the um, the, the racism that is rampant in Mississippi so um, I would look that up uh, especially if you're in Mississippi shout out to you um, because Tate Reeves is not a good guy but again we're talking about 35,000 votes um, and you know, if, if you're watching this podcast and you're in a state like this or, 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 uh, Georgia, it's, it's, it's not that many, 
you talk about getting young people specifically out to vote, anyone out to vote, you know, there's a lot of ways to to text bank, call bank, um, organize <clears throat> in your local community, in your national community. Maybe you want to stay at home and, and you don't want to go out. Cool. You can call people. You can email people for candidates, whatever. Um, there's a lot of ways. And every single vote ends up mattering. And, and you talk 35,000 votes in the state of Mississippi is not a lot. Um, so... Yeah, I would just honestly, I think the resounding message from this podcast is just this gives me and I post this on my TikTok and this is kind of like where I aim a lot of my social media hope because a lot of people in this day and age with Trump, et cetera, you lack hope seeing some of these polls for Republicans. I frankly just blatantly fuck all that. It was clear as day to me in on Tuesday that we're energized, we're ready, and that if we focus on the issues, we will we will unequivocally win 2024. So I would just have hope, you know, and I appreciate you watching the podcast and I uh, appreciate it all. Oh, look at Harry with the with the Obama hope that yo, that shirt is sick. Obama. Uh, look at that. Harry, Harry has an Obama hope t-shirt on right now. That's pretty good. I was going to get a, uh, a big sign in the back because I know everyone says my wall looks like a hospital wall. I was going to get a big big sign big obama sign or uh like thing in the back and yeah we, no, have you to, should. we have to get some neon signs for the podcast man yeah we gotta we're gonna we're gonna update the background soon hopefully i mean we, it, we always say stuff like that but soon yeah we'll, we'll try but regardless any last words here no uh, i just think that last thing i'd say is that look at these elections voting works uh getting talking to friends and family and convincing them to vote works um and don't lose the keep the faith as joe biden would say we can do this and um, these election results whether it be 2020, 2022, 2023, they show that we can do this. So let's make it happen. We got a year. We got a year. Yes, we can. That's what I Yes, we, yes can. we can. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll be here every Monday, 1 p.m. on every single platform, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, etc. Uh, we really, really appreciate you sticking with us, uh, working hard. Um, it means the world, every single one of you. And again, if you want to check the link for um our patreon episode which will be out later today if you are interested in supporting um it would truly mean the world um and we also have hoodies and the rest of our uh where we post content tiktok twitter threads we're pretty much on there uh, all day if you want to check out some of our other content and if you have any suggestions um for anything any episodes coming up uh if you want to be in the podcast you can d you can uh email us at questions at cmhsunplugged.com again that's questions at cmhsunplugged.com dot com um and you can email us any questions maybe we will uh do some uh questions next week on the podcast or if you want to be on the podcast you're more than welcome to email about anything at all um and um yeah yeah that's about it so thank you guys so much for watching we'll be back monday at one o'clock uh have a fantastic and safe week and we'll see you later peace